The Deep State is planning a food crisis, and you don't want to get caught in the mess. Stay tuned, and I'll tell you more. Welcome, folks. I'm Alex Newman. Thank you for watching Behind the Deep State. I'm the senior editor at The New American Magazine. And one of the things that we do here on this show is try to figure out what the deep state is up to and how you can resist. Well, one of the things that has become very obvious, and we've been sounding the alarm about this at The New American for a long time, uh, is the use and the weaponization of food to accomplish deep state objectives. Folks, I believe we are headed into a very significant food crisis, a food shortage. Now, that's not just my opinion, okay? I've been uh, looking into this for quite a long time. In fact, back in 2020, I was warning that it seemed like the government was trying to engineer a food shortage and the warning signs were flashing bright red. At this point, they're telling the lemmings on national television. I wanna show you uh, the pretender in chief, watch this. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. All right. So Joe Biden says the food shortages are going to be real, folks. They're not going to be fake, okay, like everything else on the media. The food shortages, that part's actually going to be real, okay? Uh, and, you know, my guess is Biden probably was sitting in a room and his handlers didn't think he was paying attention. You know, he was drooling or, or dozing off uh, and he overheard them talking about it and then he went out and blurted it out. I, I don't know. It could be that they intended to telegraph that warning. But uh, at this point, the top cable news host in America, Tucker Carlson, is talking about looming food shortages. The resident of the White House is talking about looming food shortages. And around the world, folks, food shortages are already starting to hit. I mean, here in America, we're dealing with surging prices. I mean, it is unbelievable what's happening at the grocery store. If you pay any attention when you go shopping, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Prices are through the roof, and that's going to get a whole lot worse. But uh, I believe that what other countries are seeing now will be coming to the United States pretty soon. Uh, just recently, Christian Westbrook, the Ice Age farmer, one of the people who tracks this more carefully than anybody. We've had him on this program before um, from the Red Pill Expo. Uh, very, very smart young man who, who really tracks this issue of agriculture and food. Uh, he reported that Iran is now going to become the first country to roll out a food rationing scheme based on new biometric IDs that they are handing out. So they couldn't do it with the vaccine passports. Now you need a food passport to be able to get your food rations. Folks, you think they can't do that or they won't? won't do that in America, you are absolutely kidding yourself. Uh, you know, Kissinger is alleged to have said, Henry Kissinger, and we'll talk about him later, but uh, Henry Kissinger is alleged to, have said, alleged to have said, control the food, control the people. And uh, that is exactly what we're seeing right now, folks. They want total control of the key life-sustaining industries, uh, agriculture, energy, transportation, communications, things like that. Uh, and now they're going in for the food. They're sick of all these independent products prosperous American farmers and ranchers feeding not just Americans, but people around the world. Uh, they are literally paying people not to farm, folks. I've talked to farmers who've told me that the federal government is coming in, offering them massive amounts of money, more than they could earn by farming, uh, to leave their land fallow for 10 years, right? Don't do anything with it. 
for 10 years. Why would the government take our tax money and pay farmers not to farm when we're on the verge of a food crisis? That tells me, folks, that this is deliberate. Now, uh, in Turkey, you know, shift away from Iran for a minute, in Turkey, uh, this was uh, some weeks ago, the uh, currency there was dropping like a rock, the lira. Uh, they were facing massive inflation. And so, of course, the government went after food hoarders, right? People who were allegedly buying too much food or too many goods. Again, you don't think that can happen in America? Don't be silly. So what's some of what's going on in the world, folks? You've got Russia has banned fertilizer exports. And, of course, uh, they're facing sanctions from all over the world. Ukraine, uh, the bed, the breadbasket of Europe uh, and beyond, by the way. The Ukrainians feed a lot of the Middle East and even parts of Africa with the massive grain harvest they usually bring in. Uh, that is on hold right now as a direct result of the war that, uh, of course, we've explained to you here on this program many times, the deep state has orchestrated. Uh, so, folks, food crisis is coming. Now, Samantha Power, the uh, UN ambassador um, for the Obama administration, now the head of U.S. aid, uh, has actually said this as well. Fertilizer shortages are real now because Russia is a big exporter of fertilizer. And even though fertilizer is not sanctioned, uh, less fertilizer is coming out of Russia. As a result, we're working with countries to think about natural solutions like manure and compost. And this may hasten transitions that would have been in the interest of farmers to make eventually anyway. So never let a crisis go to waste. But we really do need this financial support uh, from the Congress to be able to meet emergency food needs so we don't see the cascading uh, deadly effects of Russia's war extend into Africa and beyond. They're not kidding, folks. All right, you can't have fertilizer for your crops. Don't worry, just put poop on them and everything's going to be fine, right? These people obviously don't farm. Uh, please, right? Uh, Sri Lanka, meanwhile, is collapsing and at the forefront of people's minds. They're out protesting and rioting. Uh, it's a crippling shortages of essential goods, especially food and fuel. Uh, folks, uh, the prime minister, actually his uh, whole cabinet offered to resign as a result of this. And it's happening all over Asia, folks. China, India, Bangladesh, Indonesia, Vietnam, the largest rice producing countries in the world. Uh, they're dealing with soaring fertilizer costs. And according to the International Rice Research Institute, uh, the harvest could plunge as much as 10% in the next season. That would be about 36 million tons of rice, enough food to feed about half a billion people. That's according to Bloomberg News. Here in the United States, uh, the farmers are late to plant their crops. They're dealing with soaring fertilizer prices if they can get it. And I'll tell you more about that in a moment. It's not just Russia that is uh, not sending fertilizer, uh, even from the Caribbean. The U.S. government has now intervened to make sure we can't get it from the Caribbean. And here at home, uh, CF Industries, the largest producer of fertilizer, uh, is actually being told by Union Pacific Corp that their rail lines will not transport all the fertilizer they need to transport. And this is, of course, right during the spring planting season, right when the farmers really need it. They announced this uh, back in April that they were going to have to reduce the volume of uh, private cars on the railroads effective immediately. And of course, uh, CF, the, the fertilizer producer, uh, serves uh, companies and, and farmers all in Iowa, Illinois, Kansas, Nebraska, Texas, California. Uh, simply unbelievable, folks, what's happening there. Now, uh, lots of people are starting to warn about this. The International Monetary Fund is warning that food shortages are going to create waves of social unrest across the globe. This is what they said in a recent report. This crisis unfolds even as the global economy has not yet fully recovered from the pandemic. Okay, that's according to the group's research department. 
department director, Pierre-Olivier Gourinchas, uh, he said even before the war, inflation in many countries had been rising due to supply, demand imbalances and policy support during the pandemic, prompting a tightening of monetary policy. In this context, beyond its immediate and tragic humanitarian impact, the war will slow economic growth and increase inflation. Furthermore, increases in food and fuel prices may also significantly increase the prospect of social unrest in poor countries. Uh, and then he goes on to call for central banks to adjust their policies decisively to ensure that medium and long-term inflation expectations remain anchored. Folks, happening as we speak, right? Uh, meanwhile, uh, the CEO of Goya Foods has said that we are on the precipice of a global food crisis. He said that soon there's not going to be enough food available for everybody who's just used to grabbing whatever they want at the grocery store. Uh, he says that Americans will have to tighten their belts and consume less. Again, folks, the, the red lights are flashing alarms. Uh, meanwhile, as if it couldn't get any crazier, you've got dozens of food processing plants across the United States and beyond that have been burned down or blown up mysteriously just in recent months. Unprecedented, right? Huge food processing facilities. You had two airplanes crash into two separate food processing facilities in a very short period of time. In fact, this is one of the things that caused Tucker Carlson to raise the alarm on his show on the cable networks, folks. But what he won't do is put this all in context. Uh, just recently, you had two more food processing plants go up in flames. Uh, this, uh, according to uh, WAVY-TV, this fire at a Purdue soybean plant in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, the cause had not yet been determined at the time of that news report. Now, David Beasley, who heads up the UN Food Agency. He says the world is facing the potential for massive food shortages due to this war in Ukraine. Uh, and even before that, he was warning during the pandemic that because of the measures taken by governments, uh, we were gonna see famines of biblical proportions, okay? Uh, most recently, he said, even if we end the conflict, address the needs, we can avoid famine, destabilization of nations and mass migration. If we don't, the world will pay a mighty price. And the last thing we want to do as a world food program is take food away from from hungry children to give to starving children. Now, a little bit of context, folks, because this is not happening in a vacuum. America is so productive when it comes to agriculture. We could feed the world with our hands tied behind our back, not paying attention. It takes a deliberate, incredibly coordinated effort to shut down our food supply, and yet that's exactly what they're doing. But don't think that this is the first time they've contemplated this. Uh, back in 1974, the uh, U.S. National Security Advisor, Henry Kissinger, Mr. New World Order, a new world order. A new world order. A new world order. For new world order. Yeah, Mr. New World Order. Uh, he did what was called the National Security Memorandum 200, Implications of Worldwide Population Growth for U.S. Security and Overseas Interest. Now, this uh, preposterous memorandum uh, bought into this neo-Malthusian quackery that uh, we would not have enough food to feed the people of the planet. Now, of course, that is only true if somebody actively intervenes and makes sure that we don't have enough food to feed the people on the planet. He claimed that especially the uh, least developed and lesser developed countries countries uh, would not be able to feed themselves and that this would be a major national security threat to the United States. Uh, this crazy policy was actually adopted by President Gerald Ford, this National Security Memo uh, 200, to uh, really go after population in countries around the world through birth control and even through famine and war. Okay, uh, After Kissinger left the post, 
they put in charge uh, other individuals, including uh, Brent Socroft and uh, Scowcroft, and also uh, George Bush as CIA director helped with this. And uh, folks, here's some of the stuff that they had in this memo, just to give you a sense of how long they've been planning this. I mean, this, again, was like 50 years ago. Uh, he says, there was also some established precedent for taking account of family planning performance and appraisal of assistance requirements by USAID and consultative groups. Since population growth is a major determinant of increases in food demand, allocation of scarce PL480 resources should take into account what steps a country is taking in population control as well as food production. In these sensitive relations, however, it's important and style as well as in substance to avoid the appearance of coercion. In other words, we're going to use food as a weapon to convince these countries to curtail their populations, but we don't want it to look like we're forcing population control and sterilization on countries. But then shortly after that, he goes on to say mandatory programs may be needed and we should be considering these possibilities now. Would food be considered an instrument of national power? Is the U.S. prepared to accept food rationing to help people who can't, won't control their population growth? Uh, yeah, folks, this is real. Okay, this is over 50 years ago that these deep state maniacs were thinking about using food as a weapon and using it to control the population. Uh, Kissinger goes on to say that rapid population growth and lagging food production in developing countries, together with the sharp deterioration in the global food situation in 1972 and 73, have raised serious concerns about the ability of the world to feed itself adequately over the next quarter of a century and beyond. Uh, he goes on to say that capital investments for irrigation and infrastructure and the organization requirements for continuous improvements in agricultural yields may be beyond the financial and administrative capacity of many LDCs, lesser or least developed countries. Uh, for some of the areas is under heaviest population pressure, there's little or no prospect for foreign exchange earnings to cover constantly increasing imports of food. Uh, he goes on to say that it's questionable whether aid donor countries will be prepared to provide the sort of massive food aid called for by the import projections on a long-term continuing basis. And so consequently, large-scale famine of a kind not experienced for several decades, a kind the world thought had been permanently banished, was foreseeable, folks. Um, they have been thinking about this for a long time. Now, what is the agenda? Well, I think there's several agendas. One is they think there's too many of us, right? Uh, we've shown you, I mean, Bill Gates says openly there's too many of us. Let's show you the clip of Bill Gates talking about how vaccines are going to be a good tool for reducing the population. Watch. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. So uh, yeah, pretty interesting, huh, folks? Um, now, I want to show you something else interesting. This was posted by Allison Royal, who we've had as a guest on this program, independent journalist, a great journalist. Uh, she posted this on Twitter. Uh, Bill Gates received $3.5 million in investor money for his lab-made baby milk startup. Then the Gates Foundation paid The Guardian, that's a fake left-wing uh, radical newspaper in the UK, $3.5 and immediately The Guardian published a hit piece criticizing breastfeeding as bad for mom's mental health. Huh, amazing. Are you one of those coincidence theorists who attributes everything to a coincidence? In that case, I think you need to go watch Daniel Natal's show, 
and realize that savages and ignoramuses don't detect patterns, folks. There are some very obvious patterns here that we all need to be paying attention to. Folks, what's happening right now, and it's not just Bill Gates, right? Bill Gates and uh, Al Gore, they're all investing in these disgusting lab-grown meat projects, and you're going to eat bugs, right? Uh, the UN has been telling people they're going to eat bugs. The World Economic Forum has been promoting the eating of bugs, uh, at least for those of us who survive. Uh, but one of the big agendas that's going on, folks, they want to bankrupt and destroy the independent rancher and farmer, and they want to make us all dependent on centralized food production. So you've got companies like BlackRock and Vanguard that are taking over the food supply and the agriculture sector as we speak. Uh, they're buying up fertilizer companies. They're buying up land, right? Bill Gates bought hundreds of thousands of acres of agricultural land in the United States. They're even buying up the uh, train companies that move the food and that move the fertilizer, folks. Uh, they're doing it on purpose. And again, Controlling the food supply is the best way to control people, right? People are willing to do a lot of things that they wouldn't normally be willing to do if they are facing a food shortage, right? Nobody wants to see their kids hungry. Nobody wants to see their family starve. People will give up a lot of freedom in the face of something like this. So uh, a lot of bad news, right? They are preparing a food shortage as we speak. Whether they'll succeed remains to be seen, but I think within the next six months or so, we're gonna start seeing some real, real pain. Uh, you saw what happened uh, during COVID with the toilet paper. Now imagine if that were to hit us in the food products that we all need, right? Uh, so. What do you do? Well, one thing you can do is get connected with some farmers, go to farmers markets. But whoops, fake researchers at Duke University have now discovered that farmers markets and food charity are actually white supremacy. So, uh, yeah, farmers markets join math, rule of law, punctuality and individualism as uh, structures of white supremacy. Believe it or not. Yep, that's what they say. OK, uh, this is how ridiculous things have become, folks. But don't think this is all happening in a vacuum. They want you to depend on their disgusting lab grown food. They want to control everything you eat. They want to feed you Franken foods and rip you off in the process. And they want to bankrupt and destroy the independent middle class American producers, the farmers, the cattle ranchers, the people who have been feeding America and the world for so many generations. So folks, get ready. Doesn't mean panic, but don't sit around and do nothing. Also, Tell your friends. And most importantly, folks, we need to understand this was deliberately engineered, right? The, the main famines that have hit mankind over the last century have been engineered by totalitarians and deep staters and globalists, right? Look at what Stalin did in the Ukraine. Okay, he starved to death somewhere between five to 10 million Ukrainians, with the help, by the way, of the New York Times and that lying propagandist Walter Durante, who got a Pulitzer Prize for lying to Americans and parroting Stalin's propaganda and claiming everything was going on just fine in Ukraine, right? Then we had the mass starvation in China under Chairman Mao. We've had starvation uh, in uh, numerous countries, and almost every time it's a result of totalitarian government. We saw it in Ethiopia under the communist dictatorship there, folks, and we're going to see it again. It looks like thanks to the deliberate policies of the deep state. Make no mistake, this is deliberate. Make no mistake, it is designed to pursue a very evil agenda. Get ready, folks. Don't be caught off guard by this. I can't tell you what you need to do, but I think you can start figuring it out yourself. As Machiavelli said, hundreds of years ago in the prince. One of the most common defects in man is that during the calm, he never prepares for the storm. Folks, look at this as the calm. You have some nice little bit of time to prepare for the storm. Do it.
Look around you folks. The president of the United States, again, is telling you that the food shortages that are coming are going to be real. Don't be one of those people. Don't be one of the lemmings who has to wait until there's nothing on the grocery store shelves before you start thinking, huh, what am I going to do about this? Okay. I want to thank you for tuning in. We've got to expose the deep state. We've got to stop their evil machinations. I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State for the New American Magazine. Go to thenewamerican.com, sign up, subscribe to the print magazine. They can't censor us there, at least not yet. Till next time, God bless you all. If you enjoyed this video, please make sure to subscribe, hit like, hit that little bell so that you'll be notified whenever we post new videos. And also, please make sure to share this video with your friends. Email is a great way to do it. Remember, there are powerful forces working to steal our freedom and destroy our country. We need to work together, expose those behind the deep state. Otherwise, you can kiss your liberties goodbye.